0: Welcome to Off The Beat, the podcast that discusses all things law enforcement from a cop's point of view. My name's DJ Seals. I'm a former detective, crime analyst, and SWAT operator from the metro Atlanta area. Now, I currently work for Motorola as a law enforcement consultant, but... This podcast will never be about product or sales, and that I promise you. You know, I came up with this idea because I wanted to have a place where we could have a conversation about current police issues without you, my listener, feeling like they were in a sales pitch. I wouldn't listen to that, and I'm sure you wouldn't either. So, before we take a look at today's topic, I want to thank all of you. This is my 20th podcast, uh, and you you know, we, we don't do any marketing on it don't want it um you know i put it on my twitter i put it on my uh, linkedin because that's all the social media i have and um it's all you the listeners sharing and forwarding and liking and things like that And, and and i took a look this morning and we've got almost 1800 listeners across the globe um nine countries in all 50 states, and, 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 and it's great. Uh, I really never expected it to um, be that widespread. So thank you very much. I do appreciate it. Uh, and 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 please continue to uh, forward and like and, and, and share with your friends. Also, I want to thank those of you who have given me ideas, um, whether it be on a topic or whether it be stupid criminals. Matter of fact, I got a couple of those in here today for stupid criminals, and this particular topic uh, came from a listener that I actually uh, know. I was at a police department yesterday, and they were talking to me about you know um, people asking all these questions on personal protection. And I used to do a lot of the classes um, on on firearms for citizens, things like that. And and don't worry, we're not going to just stick on firearms, although we are going to talk about it. And, and so let's just dive right in here. And the first thing I wanted to talk about is let's talk about some, some. Specific terms. Okay. First, let's talk about defense. So you've heard personal defense, personal protection, whatever it may be. So let's just break this down. Defense. What is defense? Well, well, according to the dictionary, it's the capability of a resisting an attack. A means or method of defending or protecting oneself, one's team, or another. What about offense? Well, it's the means or method of attacking, the act of attacking. So let's stop here for just a second. If we're talking personal here, okay, personal protection, personal defense, personal whatever we want to call it, which of those do we want to be? Defense or offense? Now, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Let's take a football reference. Um, you know, the, the best offense is a strong defense, and, and and I've heard it the other way too. And and so yes, indeed. Uh, but we're going to talk more today about defense. Now, now, granted, at some point, if you're in a situation and and you're tied up with an individual who's attacking you, you are going on the offense, right? So these can go back and forth. But when we're going to talk about offense today, we're not going to talk about offense in the instigator position. I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I don't want people running around uh, looking at somebody sketchy and starting the problem. Negative. That, that that just causes the other problem and probably gets you in my stupid criminals section later. One other. Protect. Hmm, I want to protect my family. I want to protect myself. Okay. Definition of protect. To cover or shield from exposure, injury, damage, or destruction. Synonymous many times with guard or defend. So let's take just a step sideways. I think I've said this in an earlier podcast, so I'm not going to belabor it too much. But police for years have had to serve and protect on their cars. I love it. it's a it's a fantastic um, way to say that. but if we look at it, serve, okay, we're serving the public absolutely. But to protect, if we look at the actual definition of protect to cover or shield from exposure, injury damage, or destruction, guard or defend. yes, indeed, we can we can do that, right? We can. We can guard, we can defend, we can patrol to make sure people know we're there and they're therefore that will keep the, uh, you know, the criminals at bay. And think, sure. But when we're talking about protection today, okay? I'm talking about all the time, protection. Um, I've been on some personal protection details with some bands and some uh, actors and things like that, like many of us have. And what does that mean? If we're on a personal protection detail, okay, that doesn't mean that we're sitting in the car, patrolling around, making sure that nobody's in the area. No, a personal protection detail is, you are with that person. You're shoulder to shoulder. Um, they're, they're never much more than arm's reach away from you. You are truly protecting them. Okay, Obviously, it's difficult, in that definition of protection, for the police to do that. Because there's not enough cops to be with you all the time. Now, in another view of protection, which is to guard and defend and and patrol and, 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 and be there, sure. But when we're talking about personal protection, it is literally with you. And a lot of that is on the citizen. But I may take a different look at this than you think i'm about to head down okay so let's go back my father uh who was born in 1915 uh, passed away many years now uh you know was 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 homeless as a child literally hopping trains just like i don't know some country song (laughs) literally hopping trains shining shoes doing whatever he needed to do as even a small child to to survive. You know, played professional baseball for a while, uh went to World War Two, uh in the thick of it, uh, comes back, he's got a good job. He he didn't have much of an education. Um, you know, I don't I, I don't think he even got through fifth grade. Uh he was truly what we would call that uh that what, what do they call it the, the greatest generation around the world war ii a self-made individual let's say and and he had a bit of a rougher side sometimes because he came up in a very very rough situation and he but he used to tell me never start a fight never start a fight but if you find yourself in a fight make sure that you can protect yourself and end it now he didn't mean end it like end them. He just meant make sure you can get through it. Be prepared to protect yourself. And you know, sure, like like any dad, it was it was like okay, if somebody comes up behind you, you grab them, and you and, you know, and that kind of thing. And 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 a funny funny story here. I was out with one of my SWAT buddies one time. Uh, just uh, the families were there with us. We were at a restaurant. And uh, my, my youngest son, who was probably four at the time, sitting in a high chair seat next to me, uh, you know, and one, one of my SWAT buddies came up behind him, thought it was going to be funny to kind of scare him. And he comes up behind him, and he, he, he wraps his arms around him, and he goes, ah! And my youngest son immediately threw his head back, jammed this guy in the chin, put an elbow in him, and turned around and was about to punch him. And he goes, what in the world? And I said, listen, you know, you, you, you teach people to protect themselves, even even young. Now, I wasn't sitting there going, now, oh, son, I want you to punch somebody here. But, but it was in him to survive. It was in him to protect himself. When he turned around and recognized him, he stopped. And I thought, oh, okay, good. You know, not good that, that there was physical altercation, but he didn't know. He was four. Somebody grabbed him, Right. And what do we tell our kids all the time? If somebody grabs you, you know, scream. And yeah, uh, yeah, sure. Absolutely. So we're going to go through some of these today. You know, I've I've, uh, got a realtor that lives uh, near me and uh, they've been asking me to to do some personal protection uh, uh, talks for the realtors. Because, you know, if you think about it, that that's uh, it's an interesting business. Um, You know, you don't know who. You're showing a home to you don't know if they're really actually wanting to see that home or or get you alone, or coming back to see what they can get from the home. Or I mean, you know, it's it's, it's a fantastic um, uh, job to be in a lot of fun. I have a lot of friends who are realtors uh, and they really enjoy it. But there's always this kind of we're going to make sure we're safe. And they've had some people come in and do some talks for them. And and I asked them, you know, I'm trying to figure this out. Do I want to do this or not? You know, help them out. And and they're like, oh, okay, we had this one who was great. And he told us that if somebody grabs you, uh, that that you stomp on their foot and poke their eye. What? You do what? You stomp on their foot and you poke their eye? What? this is not a Three Stooges movie. Okay, no, you stomp on my foot, you're not gonna have a chance to poke my eye. Okay, number one, stomping on my foot's probably not gonna hurt me unless you do it just right. I mean, what? What are we talking about here? No. So let's go through some of these. All right, personal security. Should, Should you own a gun? How about a knife? Ooh, pepper spray, yeah, that'll do. What about one of those electrical weapons? You know, makes all kinds of noise. Now, physical training? Ooh, yeah, that's it. I'll, I'm going to go become a Taekwondo expert. All right, stop right there. Here's the first step in any type of personal protection or personal security. Step one, self-awareness. The, absolutely self-awareness. I have done a lot of firearms training for citizens. And I see people on the range, and and yes, the the silhouette is a... It it's a silhouette of an of a, of a human, okay. Absolutely, um, because we're teaching things like you know where where is a you know where 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 the vitals and and how do you do this and the other thing that is why is it a silhouette of a human, because it's a very difficult thing for most humans to 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 fight somebody else truly, in a life and death situation to pull that trigger with with the great chance that you might end their life. That is not to be taken lightly. That is not, ooh, let's go back to the old West and let's cowboy this. Bang, bang, bang. Oh, yeah, ha, ha, I shot the silhouette. Yeah. Okay. When that person's standing in front of you, and I used to ask this to the classes, when that person's standing in front of you, do you really think, that you can pull that trigger? No matter what they've done, do you really think you can? And 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 most people go, oh, of course, yeah, absolutely. I've, 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 I've. But you'd get those thinkers that would go, I don't know. I don't know if I could. Okay. The other question I ask when it comes to guns is, okay, and I know I have listeners all over the world and many of you are going, guns? We can't even own guns. Okay, stand by. I'll, I'll get to what you can own here in a minute, but, but for those who can, okay, uh, are you prepared to get the, the, the licensure, the, the, everything you need from the county and keep it up because you, 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 I don't want you just having one. The most important thing though is, are you prepared to train? And I mean, train with it, um, you know, if 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 you buy certain weapons, certain firearms, they've got uh, you know uh, decockers and 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 uh, safeties and 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 you got a press check and you got to make sure the magazine. By the way, they call that a clip. I don't call that a clip. It's not a clip. A clip goes in your hair. Magazine you read, or it goes in a weapon. So it's a magazine. Nonetheless, is your magazine full? Are you going to keep it? chambered in other words one in there are you not where are you going to keep it are you going to keep it in a safe are you going to separate the the uh the 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 bullets from the weapon if you're going to separate the bullets from the weapon how quickly can you get to the two are you going to (sighs) people don't think about this stuff and we used to talk to them about it and you wouldn't believe how many people would literally go all right yeah i'm out you got like a physical defense class we can take just tell us what to do if somebody grabs us yep Sure do. You're probably good for that one. I told I told somebody once, um, you know, she she was there, she was nervous. Uh her husband had bought her this massive firearm that frankly she had trouble picking up. Frankly, I had trouble picking up when it was loaded. It was it was massive. It was like this hand cannon. It was it was just ridiculous. And uh and she never even fired around because as I was speaking to her, she got a little worried about that. And she goes, but I feel I need something. I feel I need something. I just don't know if I can. And I half jokingly, half not said, listen, this weapon he has bought you is like a a $2,000 pistol. No joke. It was. And I said, um, you know, get rid of this, give it back, get your money back. And do you think you can swing a baseball bat? (laughs) Well, yeah. Could you put that somewhere you could grab it? Yeah. Okay. You know, let's go through some physical training, but but let, let's, let's get away from pistols for her. For those who want to train and want to be legal and want to be, uh, uh, you know, um, respective of the gun, respectful of the weapon itself, okay? Okay. All right. I know some of you are like, no, there shouldn't be any. That's fine. That's your opinion. That's great. Okay? But we have to talk about it when we're in this conversation. We have to have an honest conversation about Gun ownership. You know, it takes about 3,000 to 3,500 repetitions to bring in muscle memory. Muscle memory. Basically, when you're in a stressful situation, okay, will your body still be able to function a set of tasks without you having to stop and think about it? That's why police officers train with their Uh, their their guns so much. That's why they train uh, with uh, defensive tactics and driving so much. That's why we train all kinds of ways so many times because we're trying to bring in muscle memory, okay? So that when we're in a stressful situation, we're not having to think, oh, did I do this? Did I do that? Or why? why, why, why I I mean, we even train with, um, uh, we we used to take um, uh, basically dummy rounds, and and we would, we would load the, um, the student's magazine with dummy rounds, but they, they wouldn't know which one was the dummy or when it was going to be coming. And we would be shooting a, a regular course of fire, right? Two rounds here, two rounds there, kneel, you know, that kind of stuff. But they wouldn't know when it was coming. And then all of a sudden, it would happen. They'd pull the trigger and nothing would happen. And you'd watch them. And we had trained and trained and trained. Can they clear that? You know, get that dummy round out. Get the weapon uh, uh, operational again without thinking about it. And, and many would just freeze. And they'd look over at you. And I'm like, what do you want me to do about it? Do something. We trained you. Get on it. And we would train and we would train and we would train until it was second nature. Why is that? Listen, some, sometimes bullets fail. Sometimes the weapon, if you're not keeping it in good shape or you bought some piece of junk weapon, uh, can fail. Um, you know, there, there, there are certain brands of weapons out there that we used to see uh, used in a lot of uh, street shootings that, that we used to refer to as one and done. Because it'll fire one and then it's going to malfunction on the second. It's just that the, the weapons are so junky. So as a citizen... That means you, you probably need to buy something, if you're going to go down that line, that is reliable and it's expensive. And then you got to go shoot and, and rounds are expensive and time at the range is expensive. And, and frankly, an instructor many times is expensive. And are you ready to make that investment? I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I'm just saying. There's a lot of weapons in a lot of cities and a lot of, and a lot of towns, okay, that are owned by good, law-abiding people. Not, not down that, downing that at all. However, in my experience, for those who came out to my classes so many times, nine times out of ten, you ask them when the last time they shot it was, and you'd either get A, I've never fired it, or B, right after I bought it. When was that? A few years ago. Where has it been since? in a safe, in my closet, then I'll just say you're not prepared to use this in a situation. So maybe that's not the right one for you. I'm not going to get into what, what weapon might be the best for whom and and, and should I get a, a revolver or should I get a... Listen, find somebody who is a, an educator on this, Pre- preferably with law enforcement background. Why? because guaranteed we've been in that law enforcement or military we've been using these and training with these way more and can give you that honest feedback but again let's go back self-awareness are you prepared to use that what about a knife i threw that in there because that's just stupid Yeah, I live in Georgia, okay? Uh, people have pocket knives, you know, so they can, you know, they're workers. They got a cut line and things like that and all fine. And, and then you see somebody with this massive knife on their side, you know, and you're like, what are you doing with that? Oh, uh, just in case somebody comes up behind me. Okay, look, do you know how rare knife classes are? I mean, unless you've been a Marine, okay, who go through extensive training on edged weapons, okay, or, or you're, you're some type of ninja, that's not a good option. Not a good option. I've seen a lot of people because that's all they had pull out a knife when when somebody was with them and and they go to cutting and they cut themselves badly. Why? Because the knife was straight. It didn't have what's called a hilt, a, a cross bar between the handle and the blade. Therefore, when you go to doing what you're doing, your hand is going to slide because you're sweaty and you're nervous and you don't have a good grip and your hand runs right up on that blade. So let's just throw that one right out. Okay. Another one I see a lot. And, and like I said in my last podcast, my, <clears throat> my son's down in college now. And uh, as I was moving him in, I, I saw a lot of uh, students with uh, um, pepper spray. A little thing of pepper spray. It's pretty. It's either got a little black case, a little pink case, a little purple case, you know, hanging from their backpack or hanging from, you You could see it. Your mom and dad bought them pepper spray. Here's the deal with that. Again, everybody I've spoken to that had it, and, and sometimes people come over to the house and, you know, I see it on there and I go, oh, pepper spray. Yeah. Okay. Um, how, how do you release the safety on that one? And they look at you and go, the what? The safety. Every pepper spray I've ever seen, even citizen-owned, has has a little notch on it. Depending on where it is, it's usually red. It's a little kind of a switch, a little plastic switch that activates the the pepper spray trigger. So you can push it down. Why is it there? Because you don't want it going off in your pocket or your purse or whatever if you just lean on it, right? But I've never met anybody who goes, oh, it's right here, and you just flip it to the side and you're good to go. That would make me feel better. <laughs> but that doesn't happen. The other thing most people don't know about pepper spray is that pepper spray is an aerosol. Hmm. Think about that for a minute. It's sort of like, I don't know, a, a bathroom spray or a hairspray or, or something like that or a, a bathroom cleaner. Uh, when you spray it, right, it, it, it kind of fills the room. You can smell it. It's like almost like a a, a spray paint. Where where it says you know please use in a well ventilated area uh, that's because it's an aerosol it it permeates through the air now when you spray somebody with it do, do do they go ow yes they'll probably go ow because I've been sprayed with pepper spray and I went ow but but you're gonna get it too I mean if you're gonna hang around at any time or you're in a building for God's sakes th- th- then then you're definitely gonna get it that's horrible right you you never Spray pepper spray in in a building if you can keep it from happening. Why? Because it gets in the ventilation system and then everybody else is affected. And, and now we've, we're, hmm. So maybe that's not a great option. Because, again, we bought it because we thought that's going to protect somebody. But we didn't look into, what does it mean? Is, is it is it good in certain options? Sure. If you understand what it does and you understand how to use it, you understand that you're probably going to get a little on your face too because it's an aerosol and people around you are going to be affected because it's an aerosol and you want to take that risk, uh, fine. But you need to understand that. So what about one of these electrical weapons? Stun gun, something like that. I've actually got uh, I, 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 I have one of these. It's a flashlight. I happened upon it, it was cheap, and I thought, well, let me see what that's about. It's a flashlight, and around the end of the flashlight, is it's literally a stun gun. Like, you turn that sucker on, and it, it scares you to death just by turning it on. Okay? But it's a flashlight. And, and it has a different button for the stun feature, but it's like when you hit somebody with that, the stun gun, without tabs here, without prongs they're just gonna re- recoil away and it's gonna hurt but it doesn't continue right so I'm not doubting all these although it sounds like I am I'm having an honest conversation about personal security and what are the pros and the cons of this so a firearm if you're trained very well if you're a responsible citizen if you're keeping it in a responsible place if you're okay that's your choice when it's legal, uh, where it's legal. A knife? <sighs> I doubt it. Let's just throw that one out again. Pepper spray? <sighs> what I've told people is buy two. Yeah, buy two. Go somewhere where there's nobody, your backyard, something like that, somewhere, legal, and practice taking the safety on and off and on and off and on and off and on and off and then spray it. See how far it goes. See how wide it goes. No, don't, don't spray it. If you're, you know, downwind, but, but train with it, these electrical weapons, eh, you better do some training. Now, by the way, reloading those, not my little flashlight cause you just charge it, but reloading those can be expensive. They're hard to train with. So what about physical training? Let's go to a defensive tactics class uh, and notice it's called defensive tactics, not offensive tactics. Let's go to a defensive tactics class. Let's, let's do some, I don't know, some uh, karate or, or jujitsu or something like that. Fantastic. It's great for the body. It's excellent exercise. But here's what you'll know. And anybody out there who has any belt in any of those will will back me up on this one. The first thing they talk about is personal responsibility and self-awareness. <laughs> understand that this is not to be used offensively. This is defensively. This is protection when needed. Not show off or or be the aggressor. It's, that's, but that's great. That's a fantastic option. But again, keep in mind, okay, that, that if you have some, I don't know, 450-pound, 7-foot linebacker that's coming at you, And you're a hundred and fifty pound, you know, accountant who, you know, you're in good shape, but you're not a very large person. That might not help. It might not help. How about this one? Situational awareness. This is the best one. And, and, and I've taught this to my kids, I've taught this to other people, I teach this to anybody who asks. The best, the best personal protection is situational awareness, truly. You've all seen, you can Google this, it's kinda kind of funny, kinda not, uh, where, where some uh, sociology professors, as a matter of fact, when I was in college, my sociology professor did this. The problem was, uh, we all knew it was going on because we'd already seen the videos, but somebody jumps into the room and while class is going on and they snatch the the, the, the purse or a, a, a book or, or something from the professor and they run out the door. And then everybody in the class is asked to write down what the person looks like. It's ridiculously bad. Anything. I mean, I don't care who it is. It could be me. And somebody could write down that it was a, a, you know, a child. I mean, it, it's, it's ridiculously bad. Nobody remembers colors or hair or hat or um and and most of the time this person says something that very few people ever even pick up why is that because in a situation like that most people citizens or not but i mean regular citizens trained untrained whatever in a stressful situation people go into a fight or flight and you can see when they have the video on there, so some of the students would actually get up as if they're going to run. Now, there's nowhere to run, but the body immediately said, fight or flight, I am flight, and therefore I'm leaving. And the brain shuts down. It, it just, it, it, it focuses only on fight or flight, and then goes, I don't care about anything else, I'm done. That's the best way we can train ourselves. As you're walking through a parking lot, I know this you've all heard this before, but as you're walking through a parking lot, do you come up, let's say it's a, a parking garage, and you've come up the stairs or you have come up the elevator and you come out, do you just blindly walk to your car while you're on the phone? Many of us do. Or do you stop for just a second and and kind of look at the situation, listen to the situation? What do I hear? Are there people around? Are there lights? Am I properly lit here? Um, You know, uh, flashlights are big for me. I always have a flashlight somewhere, right? Because, uh, you know, my old SDO used to tell me, staff duty officer, by the way, used to tell me one light equals no light. Two lights equals one light. Three lights equals two lights. Because he said, in a situation like that, your your light might fail, probably will fail. So do you have one of those little keychain lights? Those are cool. Mm-hmm. Low key chain light do you have you know, whatever, but don't be on your phone Don't be looking down people too many people walking and looking down at their phones looking down at their phones earbuds If you got your earbuds in in, in a in a place like that and both are in you can't hear anything You're you're you're, you're making yourself a soft target You must be early on in the defense What does that mean? Got your earbuds in. You're running through the parking lot. You're trying to find your car. Um, You know, you're looking. You've forgotten it. You're obviously looking as if you have forgotten it. Like anybody watching you could be like, that person has no idea where they're going. You are a soft target. They're on you before you know they're on you. You see somebody. I, I tell people this all the time. If you're walking down the street, And somebody's looking, just kind kind, kind of got that look, right? They're just sitting in the corner, kind of maybe, maybe, let's go movie style. They're sitting at the corner of an alley, right? And they're like, "Mm, who am I going to get? Who am I going to get? We just get that feeling about somebody, right? Many people drop their eyes. They're not there. Just, I'll I'll just walk on and they're not there. Just, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. no, look them directly in the face and keep walking. Look up, look down, get some eyes on them. In their mind you're now a harder target why because you're an excellent witness because you without the added um, the added piece of uh, stress you're not in a situation of stress yet you're just looking you're looking at the person you make eye contact you you make a note of what they look like you may not need it walk on go get your coffee go to work it's no big deal but if you do there it is and they know you've seen them properly that that's a harder target just just by itself that's a harder target i mean people ask me this over and over and over again and i just say you've got to be aware of your circumstances and aware of your situation and look around keep your head up be looking at people I mean, I I know my my wife always tells me, boy, anybody, anytime somebody comes in a restaurant that, that you don't like, you can tell, you you just kind of sit up straighter and you're watching and everything. I said, listen, that's that's just awareness. I'm I'm not going up to him going, I don't like you. No, I'm just having dinner, but it's awareness, and we all need to be that way. That that's the first step to personal protection, and probably the biggest step to personal protection. I mean, we could go down the line of, uh, you know, what about your house? How do you protect your house? Should I should I have an alarm? Huh? Sure, get an alarm. That's fine. I'll tell you, though, that, that most of the alarm is the sign, right? If, if, if somebody's driving around a, a neighborhood and they, they're casing the place, right? Like the wet bandits from, uh, uh, um, you know, from the movie. Uh, you know, they're, they're just casing the place looking for the target and uh, and they see all these alarm signs. And this house is well lit. You've got, uh, you got these motion lights and you've got lights on your house and there's, the front light is on and, and it's not dark and there's no big bushes in the front I can hide and gee, many Christmas, well, okay, well, not that one. What about the next one? Ooh, that one doesn't have a sign could have an alarm but doesn't have a sign for it, it's not lit well, and there's a bunch of papers in the in in the in, in your newspapers in the driveway. Ha, ha ha that's the one I want. Yeah, they're gonna take that softer target, whether it be your house or anything else. You know, there, there's some stuff going around in our county right now, again, where people are coming into neighborhoods, dropping one guy off, uh, the guy is going into a driveways looking for unlocked cars. Not yet have they busted a window. Not yet have they damaged a car. They're looking for unlocked cars. And they're taking everything they can out of the unlocked cars and they're moving on. Okay, soft target. Now, interestingly enough, I did a little look into this. And most of these cars are parked in driveways that don't have lights. There, there's no light on. And I know. Going back to my dad again. <clears throat> Take, turn that light off. You're wasting electricity. Turn that. Light, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Here's what you do. Go to go to Walmart, Home Depot. It's not a commercial for them. Go somewhere like that, and and buy some LED lights. You know, not not the old squiggly ones, but LED lights that look like light bulbs. They even have some that have this onboard uh, kind of a seeing eye that comes on automatically at night and off automatically during the day. So again, it doesn't take much. Put those around your house. You don't have to worry about turning them on. You don't have to worry about turning them off. But something that small. Light is life. Light it up, right? But if we go back and kind of wrap this up, what I want you to understand, okay, is this is truly a very personal decision. And again, the first step is what do you think you're gonna do in a situation? honestly? Honestly, honestly, I wouldn't ask anybody that in front of anybody else because you know our human nature is to go,, well, I got it. I got this. you know I'll just rise up and do it. You may not. The other thing to understand is we don't know what's going to happen unless that does happen. If you speak to anybody who's been a victim of, of a personal crime, Like a crime while they were there against their person if they speak honestly to you many times it's I just I shut down I I thought I had I had this close to me but I didn't even think to grab it I had this but I didn't do it I didn't here's the best thing you can do somebody grabs you somewhere yell scream kick move your head back and forth lose your mind Bring as much attention to yourself as possible. As much as possible. That is the way to go. Now, again, your brain may just shut you down. It may just go, I don't know what to do, so I'm just going to shut down. But you have to think it. You have to work on it in your mind. <laughs> like like my little son did, right? His mind had decided he wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> Nobody's going to grab him. So he reacted, but stopped when he realized there was no further danger. It's a hard thing to do. There are people that just have this innately, okay? They just have a a protective mode about them, innately. And there are some that don't. And not one is good, not one is bad. It's just how we are. But what I want to keep people from doing is in situations of unrest in situations of oh people are breaking into houses there's you know there's these uh these uh, people breaking in while you're there and robbing you and tying you up I I better go get a gun okay that that's a knee-jerk reaction that's a knee-jerk reaction not saying you shouldn't but I am saying you shouldn't in that situation it should be let me think about what we need to do do, do we have a plan in our family? What Where do we go? Do we leave? Where do we leave? How do we get out? What is this you know plan. Planning makes the difference. Planning and understanding yourself. So think about that. If you're interested in things like that, find yourself uh, a, a physical training class. Many police departments, many sheriff's departments offer citizen classes. Uh, citizen academies, if you will, uh, that yes, they go through some uh, firearms handling, but they they also go through um, just personal awareness training and physical training, defensive tactics. Those are good, solid, solid classes. If you find yourself in one of these classes that's not through a police department or a sheriff's department, and somebody tells you to stomp on somebody's foot and poke them in the eye, get your money back. <laughs> And head to somewhere that they know what they're talking about. Okay? Again, think upon yourself. Understand your situations. Don't put yourself in a situation. Always park under a light. Always park closest to the building. You've heard all these things. You're sitting here going, yeah, I've heard all that. But here's my task to you. Before we get to our crazy and stupid criminals, my task to you is this. If you're in your car driving in right now, think to yourself, yes, I know all that. Of course I know all that. This was just... didn't tell me anything new. Honestly, think to yourself. You know it, but are you practicing it? Are you doing it every time? Are you physically aware? Are you aware of your circumstances? Are you aware of your situation? Are you aware of your surroundings every time? Or just some of the time it's the one time you're not that's going to cause an issue for you. Don't get wound up by what we're seeing or hearing or reading on Facebook. That's not the news. Okay. That is insightful. Don't get wound up on those things. Prepare, prepare and hope it never happens. That's the most important. All right, now let's get over to some stupid criminals. Oh my goodness! I was uh, surfing the web for some of this, and I actually, I actually found one. I had to ver- validate. I was like, "No, that's that's not even possible." Let me validate that. And the article said, "Law office has." whack-a-witness game on their website whack-a-witness like (laughs) whack-a-mole i thought no way this is what i just talked about this is some insightful craziness on the web that that i better validate so i did and i found it not joking uh jewel and collins in Norfolk, Nebraska. Yeah, I'm going to say it, because I'm on their website right now looking at it. They have a game on there called Whack-A-Witness, and it says, tired all the liars, deceivers, snakes on the witness stand, weary of the court's failure to punish the artful Dodgers, now it's your turn to get the truth. Grab the gavel in our Whack-A-Witness game and flail away. What? (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, And I played the game because I wanted to see. It's a horrible game. You you just click on witnesses as they pop up and hit them in the head with a gavel. I don't understand the game. Uh, It's really bad. But come on. (laughs) It's a law office. (laughs) And they have a game called Whack-A-Witness? Not not Whack the Murderer. Not Whack the Robber. Whack-A-Witness. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Let's move on to Arkansas. After a night of drinking, two Arkansas men decided to test the durability of a bulletproof vest. Yeah, Uh, mm. Eugene Ferris and Christopher Hicks ended up in the hospital where they told investigators they were shot after they were hired for a secret mission that involved following someone through Hobbs State Park. Okay. But when Ferris's wife showed up at the hospital, she had a different story to tell. You know, and I'll take a side here for just a second. You ever seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? Mm-hmm. I think there's, what, two of them? Maybe three of them? This is probably the fourth. Check this out. She said the men would be drinking on the back porch. And uh, Ferris asked Hicks to shoot him. Mm-hmm. Had a bulletproof fast on. Shoot me with this. And he did. The vest stopped the bullet, but it left a painful mark on Ferris's chest. Hold up. Wasn't I just talking about training? Listen, folks, bulletproof vests stop bullets, but they don't stop the impact force of a bullet. You could break ribs. You could do internal damage. It still hurts, okay? <sighs> so get this. So he says, shoot me. The guy shoots him. It hurts. This upsets Ferris and Ferris says, put on the vest. So Hicks does, and Ferris being mad that it hurt, this is a quote, unloaded the clip into Christopher's back. (laughs) So, so what? (laughs) It's the other guy's fault that the bullet, oh Lord. Both men were arrested and charged with felony aggravated assault. Before releasing them on a $5,000 bond, a judge issued a no contact order between the men. They both face six years in prison and a maximum fine of 10,000 (sighs) bucks. Okay, Wichita Falls, Texas, good old Texas. Police were called out to a target on Kemp Boulevard around 4.30 and were told that a suspect had stolen a phone, a Roku device, and some bed sheets. Well, what's crazy about that, DJ? Well, really nothing, right? I was like, okay, so what? And I kept reading this thing This is the greatest part. So he stole all this stuff. By the way, it amounted to about $400 worth of merchandise. Well, they caught him immediately. Well, how'd they catch him immediately? Not kidding you. He was standing in the Target parking lot trying to sell the items. Okay, hint, buddy. Uh, Get at least a mile or so away. Like, go to the Walmart parking lot and, and, and sell the stolen Target items. What a nut. All right. Phoenix... Authorities in suburban Phoenix have arrested a man for his role in connection with a slew of robberies after they found his resume in one of the burglarized homes and his cell phone in another. Now, I read I read on this one a little bit more, okay? How'd they, f- resume? Cell phone, you drop. Okay, resume? Yes, indeed. You see, when the person came home and found that their house had been burgled, Uh, they found a binder, a black binder that wasn't theirs. Like a three ring binder. And in the binder was this guy's business notes and his resume. So many questions. Number one, you're gonna burglarize a home. Why do you take a binder? Just what, you just happened to have it on you and you laid it down and you forgot it? And number two, and they didn't do this in the article although I searched and searched and searched, I really wanna find this guy's resume. I just want to see what's on there very detail oriented I'm a hard worker Um, you know if I have any faults it's because I work too hard and I'm too hard on myself and you know really buddy you know as we go along this journey together I may say some things you don't agree with or maybe you do and even have a topic you'd like me to cover either way I want to hear from you you know maybe you have a funny police story you'd like to share with me I encourage you to email me at off the beat at motorola to give me your thoughts and ideas and check out my Twitter page at DJ underscore off the beat. So until next time, stay diligent, stay educated, and stay safe.